this is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. We tape Discover Lafayette with the support of Raider, a managed IT service provider that offers world-class service, including cybersecurity, communications, and technology support. With Raider, you have just one vendor and one number to call, allowing you to concentrate on what is most important, your business. For more information, visit RaiderSolutions.com. Support for this podcast comes from Home Bank, providing mobile app and account notification technology to help customers detect fraudulent activity because security is knowing. Find more tips to bank securely at home24bank.com. Home Bank, member FDIC. We're also grateful for the support of Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital, physician-owned and patient-centered, who consistently delivers excellence in comfort, care, and treatment in Acadiana. Their physicians are directly involved in all aspects of patient care, and its knowledgeable staff ensures the highest quality patient care in every department. Experience the difference in care at Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital. Our guest today is Ryan Paco, proprietor of Chop's Mid-City Smokehouse, a full-service barbecue restaurant and bar on South College Drive in Lafayette. Chop's opened in June 2020 in the midst of the pandemic, and it's become a popular dining destination known for its comfortable ambiance and for being a friendly place to bring your puppy. I guess it has to be because the restaurant is named after Chapatulas, Ryan's dog. Ryan is an entrepreneur, as well as a successful commercial realtor with Sterling Properties, a career he began after graduation from UL Lafayette in 2000. He's worked on behalf of many national retail tenants and played an integral role in spurring our region's economic development over the past 20 years. In 2017, Ryan and his wife, Tracy, opened the Paws and Pawpaws Boarding, Daycare, and Grooming Facility. We have a lot to talk about, but before we start, I first want to thank Ben Berthelot, Lafayette Travel and Eat Lafayette, for being a special sponsor of this podcast so we can get to know Ryan Paco better. Ryan, welcome to Discover Lafayette. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad, oh. glad that it's here at the restaurant so you can kind of see it and feel it. And my vibes usually flow a little bit better when I'm when I'm here, kind yeah. of surrounded in, in what was what was developed. Not only family history, but we're here the Monday after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. A beautiful day, like it's it's like spring. Outside. Especially after the weekend that we Ooh, had after Saturday, yeah. but the open the the windows. We're looking over South College with the beautiful trees. We're right near Johnson Street. We are literally in the heart of Lafayette. Yeah. It's it's a gorgeous place. Like the the, the mid city names, not by accident, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it's very geographic, and. and there, you know, there's lots of parts of town that have their own you know, special names, but mm-hmm. we don't call the core anything. So I said, look, we're gonna we're gonna call it Mid City, and yeah. hopefully a little trend starts and we'll you know, begin be the beginning mm-hmm. of the revitalization commercially, you know, of, of parts of this area. You know, right. the, the A Street is great, Justin, but the B Streets have some opportunity mm-hmm. to be really special. I think so. I want people to know who you are. Many of us know you through your your realtor business. Right. You know, you're with Sterling. You've been there a long time. You've been involved in a lot of uh, the construction projects, the new retailers that mm-hmm. have come to our region. So if you can give us a taste of your growing up, going to UL and your career, I think it'll set us on the path to understanding how you sure. got into the, went back into the restaurant yeah, business. Yeah, so I'll, so I'll try to keep it as brief as I can. I'm born and raised here. 
Um, grew up on the south side of, of Lafayette, but yeah, my mother was a teacher at St. Genevieve, so I went to school on the north side, which was great because you, you really sometimes as, a, as an adolescent get comfortable in one side of town, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so I got to see everything. I had friends from different parts of the world, and um, you know, at that point, you know, Bro Bridge or Cancro is pretty far away, but it's, right. it's really not. But, you know, from, from there, um, got into typical sports and whatnot, and my father, uh, hell of a hard worker and, and, and was going to make sure I was the same. When I turned 16, he asked if I wanted a vehicle and I, I said, sure. He said, we'll go get a job. And I was like, well, I'm playing <laughs> ball and whatever else, but ultimately decided that the job go was, get the, a the, job. yeah, I think it was, it was, it was the, maybe the best sentence he ever gave me, to be honest with you. you Kirby, know? Uh, yeah, Kirby pick yep, yep. And so I started, uh, actually I actually had to beg my way to start dumping trash cans at Outback in 1994. I was, I was not yet, um, 16 and it was uh, brand new. Huh? It was, it was, I think we were one year in yeah. at that point in time. And so they, they, they just couldn't hire me and, and the hours or whatever, long story short, they, somebody quit and they needed somebody. So I said, I'm happily go dump trash cans. You're so a trash man. I was a trash guy, mm -hmm. uh, dumpster diving and, you know, with, 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 trash team yeah it was it was yeah. it was the best it was the best you know I, humbling it, it very much you know but then I, I because of the grit that I have and the grind that I have and, and the drive that I have I, I went from you know dumping trash cans to managing the front of the house as rapidly as my age kind of allowed me to hit those benchmarks bar card and, and you know all the other yeah. things um and, and, and I love the restaurant business you know I, I'd say all the guys maybe one in my wedding were Ex Outback guys that I met there, you know, just you create that bond as mm -hmm. you're kind of maturing in life and going through college, whatever else. They were just great people. That was a great culture. I was part of their their training teams. They would ship us off to open new stores and whatnot. It was it was a fantastic you know six ish years of, of my life. Wow. All through college, yeah, all through yeah, the high school through college, and, and you know when I graduated, it was I was ready. It was time. Mm -hmm. You bought your they car. They kind of wanted me to hang around. I got my car. Yeah. I did in, in short order because I, I worked a lot of shifts. Um, when my pals were at the Turlings basketball and football games, I was I was you know working and, and yeah. I I wouldn't give it up for a minute. Um, and then so kind of got out of the restaurant industry to, to get into real estate. Um, it, 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 it's, as much as I love the restaurant, I knew that I needed to get away from it. And, and at that point, didn't think I'd get back in. But once it's in your blood, it's it's never out of your blood. And, and ironically, my first kind of tenants that I started representing in, in the real estate world were, were restaurant tours um, because I understood the infrastructure they needed. Mm -hmm. I understood the grease trap and where the trash would come in and out and the loading and front door. I just, these little things like that, which made me a better broker for them than the other person who just didn't understand mm -hmm. kind of how the back of the house function and, and the frequency of things happening and whatnot. And then, you know, it, it Commercial real estate was was it's a hard ramp up to begin with. It, it just it takes time to, to right. build a brand and, and a pipeline. Um, I decided to make it harder on myself than even that. Where most brokers will say, I'll, you know, jack of all trades. We'll do some office. We'll do some industrial. We'll do some retail. We'll, we'll do whatever. I was gonna be a retail only guy. I, that, I wanted to do retail. I wanted the complexity of those deals. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to, to have to travel to understand how retailers worked in one market as opposed to the other, and how you you, you take that information and turn it into a shopping center that, that mm -hmm. you're merchandising so it's successful, right? Um, and so I, I moved to New Orleans yeah. uh, pretty early in my career just to surround myself with. A larger market and mm -hmm. guys who done it more, and yeah, you know yeah. they they were they were strong guys. And honestly, I said, look, if I can get some scraps that fall their plate, it's better yeah. than kind of digging them up over here. And and mm -hmm. at that point, I was a road warrior. I mean, that was long before you know Google Maps existed and Street View and all those things. I mean, we would go around and take pictures of the intersection and remember it. You know, a month later of what it was. But you know, I, I worked New Orleans was the base. 
I, I probably did less deals there than other places. I did a mm -hmm. lot of work in Lafayette, Lake Charles, uh, Homa, uh, Alexandria. Had a, had a couple projects there. Then Tenant Rep would take me to, to Shreveport, a little bit Monroe. So really the kind of the, the whole mm -hmm. core of the state. Um, Can and, I ask a question, yeah, though? Fire. You were young, young, young. Yeah. How were you received by these, you know, people that were making big deals? Um, and I mean that, real, I know you sure, showed up prepared. Yeah, so, so young. Internally at Sterling, I was mainly received very well because of my work ethic. Like they saw the effort I was putting in and, mm -hmm. and so they were happy to share. I mean, the amount of guidance I got from my older peers w was just remarkable. Mm -hmm. Now, now I, I did bump heads with some others who didn't feel like that guy should be doing that because he hadn't mm -hmm. done it for long enough or whatever else. But your clients, like when oh, they yeah. meet you. Oh yeah, I mean. Mid, um, early, mid twenties. I mean, I, I, and I, I looked probably less aged than that, honestly. But I, I remember though, Early in my career, when we go to ICSC, which is the International yeah. Council of Shopping Centers, I was big in that program. Vegas, it really helps yeah. you grow. Yeah, you had the Gulf South shows and the Texas mm -hmm. show and then the annual show in Vegas every year. And at the first time I went to that, I was actually, before I was with Sterling, I went there to have three job interviews. Um, and, w and one of those interviews was not with Sterling, as a matter of fact. And I got offered two of those three jobs, but in between, Sterling offered me and I just, I, I felt their culture yeah. was, was, could be special. Um, but walking around a bunch of old salty dogs in those conventions of 40,000 people, I'm like walking around like, I'm going to kick your butt. I'm going to kick your butt. I just, I just, <laughs> I, I knew, I could just tell, I was like, I'm, I'm going to outwork these guys. And, and, and over the course of the year, I think I went 17 years in a row at some mm -hmm. point, then COVID hit and some other yeah. stuff happened, but I, and I kind of pivoted my career a little bit, but it, it was very much, you just, just wake up and, and work harder than the other guy. Uh -huh. um, and, and, and then the respect yeah. built itself. Right. Um, and it, but it was, it was fun sitting across the table from the director of real estate of, of Best Buy or, oh, or you know, Bill Dillard or whoever. I mean, like, I, and it's one of those meetings I was drawn in as a, the low man on the totem pole, but mm -hmm. the experience you gain in those settings is right. Just remarkable. Right. So you, you've stayed with Sterling. Yeah. Now it's been 20-ish years. 20, yeah, 20 plus. So talk a little bit about what you've worked on locally so people have an idea of the projects that you've worked sure. on here. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, of single-tenant deals. Uh, and we were at one point one of the largest Walgreens developers in the country. Uh, and I, I did, I don't know, seven or eight of those, some in Lafayette. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 you know, Crowley and Rain, and, and just, you know, really in our, our area. Um, I do all of Raising Cane's brokerage work kind of west of, of Baton Rouge up through Alexandria. Mm -hmm. uh, I stopped around Natchitoches. Um, and so a couple of stores here I've done. I mean, I, you know, it, there, there's even battles with those guys, you know, who are super sophisticated and, and, and grossly successful where you know, there's the store that we did on the corner of Penhook and Kali Saloon. Like that was one that I was advocating for for a while and, and they just didn't believe it. They thought it was going to oh poach gosh. too much off of the Kali at, at, um, at Ambassador mm -hmm. in the Target shopping center. That's and, like and two different areas. See, you know? you're local, you see it and right off the off bat and, and you know it's a different- I'm not going to be out. You're not. Way. It's a mm -hmm. different- traffic pattern and yeah. somebody who works in that corridor of Pinhook, it's just too far to cross Camellia and go down and come back for a fast mm. food it's just not convenient but mm. it was one of those things where it took a long time for me to uh, convince them of that and, and some of them in their shop still weren't uh, fully 
okay with mm-hmm. the, go, that move and then after it opened a year later I'm like well that's how the sales it's work. always like, packed yeah. well it was just an anomaly I'm like no it <laughs> no. wasn't no it wasn't that, that's that's a local broker understanding traffic mm-hmm. patterns understanding the side of the road understanding the consumer right I mean, yeah. you, you got it right off hand like they didn't, you know. But right across the street, people have struggled. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. you just, you have to live somewhere you, to kind of get I mean, that. It, so. it, it, it's, it, the, the, there's a lot of science because with, with, with locating a, a tenant in an appropriate spot, it, it, there's just as much art, though. You, mm-hmm. you have to know. I mean, the little things about how easy they can left out at your peak time. What's your peak time, right? So that's the tenant rep side. On, on the landlord rep side, you know, we've done a leasing for a lot of the shopping centers and brought in a lot of tenants here. Um, on the development side, that's probably my biggest kind of flag in, in, in town. Um, I was a part of the uh, a lot of the out parcel leasing and development out at Louisiana Avenue at I-10, the, the mm-hmm. Target anchored center there. Right. Uh, but that really, may have been when I met you. That was probably Upper that, Lafayette. Yeah, we were that, so that excited. Was, that, was, that was a big thing. That was yeah, big. That was, I mean, that was like, And it big. still is. And, and, and I, I still think... <laughs> You know, a decade plus later, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's made, it's fulfilled all the promises mm-hmm. that it, 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 uh, it made in regards to the TIF and, and the other things. And, and I, I suspect, you know, you're hearing the rumors of the other quadrants that are kind of gaining some traction. And without that infrastructure that's put in because of that center, yeah. those things wouldn't be there. It'd still be swampy. Right. Right. Um, but on, on, on the south side of town, uh, the Ambassador Town Center, which is anchored by Costco, Dixville Stream, Nordstrom Rack, and all those guys, that that's really my proudest project in Lafayette. I work on one larger than that in in, uh, in Slidell, but this one here is about four hundred fifty thousand square feet. I think it's about a hundred and ten million dollar project. Oh, I mean, wow. it was it was it was a big deal. I um, love it, Costco. Um, I love it. <laughs> people, a lot of people. It, it, it's an addictive thing, mm-hmm. um, no doubt. Sunday mornings. Is like, my, my, time. my favorite is when I just drive by on, on a random because I'm going to my brother's mm-hmm. house in Youngsville or somewhere else, and I see all those cars now parked. I'm like, man, if it hadn't been the blood, sweat, and the tears of, of myself and my team over that three-year period, which was the most yeah, was gruesome tough. three years yeah. of my real estate career, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of um, adversarial folks who, who fought hard against that for their own reasons, which I, none of them I, I agreed with and I don't think have come to fruition, but you know, we, we, we persevered through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, we employ, there's a lot of people employed at that shopping center. And taxes, the, the, sales the, the, taxes. The amount of revenue yeah. that it, I mean, you go look at the license plates in, in that center it, and, and you see the vehicles, you know, where they were purchased from. It's, people are coming from all over the state. They mm-hmm. put their keys in their car in Morgan City. They're, they're coming up. They're coming in from Lake Charles. I mean, it, it's a thing. It is um, an expedition. Yeah. yeah, people enjoy that. Mm-hmm. So that must feel good to make things come about, you know, to create something that wasn't there before. Yeah. Hey, look, and look, and... Part of that, I think, you referenced Kirby, my father. You know, he's an architect and, mm-hmm. and, and, and a damn good one at that. And, and so I've yeah. got some of that the development in my mind. And for a long time, probably through high school and college, I thought I was going to be an architect. And then oh. I, I realized after a couple of comments were made that I just needed to do my own thing. But I still had that desire to see something come from nothing, mm-hmm. right? You know, that, that true... Yeah gravity of development of that was a piece of land there may or may not have what it needed under the soil to, to be successful to go vertical but when you're vertical you've got this thing you touch and you see and you feel and you say i made a difference you know with with that effort and with that mm-hmm. work um and and i i, I am very lucky that I've, I've got vision where i can look top down an aerial and i can draw out a site plan i think we went through 46 iterations of site plans out in ambassador town center and you'd be shocked at how close the final product was to iteration number two. 
Um, oh. And lots of times they'll go full circle where you, you try this and you mm-hmm. get pushed back, pushed back, you move a tenant, you move a tenant, and, and then it, it comes back to what was that original thought? Like, and yeah. we'll probably get into it here at the restaurant, but a lot of times, or often rather, whenever yeah. people walk in and they're like, hey, is this what you thought it would be? I was like, exactly. The first mm-hmm. time I walked in, I said, kitchen, prep, yeah. dining, living, tear this wall out, bar, this goes here, bathroom goes it's exactly like I saw the first time. Mm-hmm. No, but the other the other side, my client of mine that I'm working with now, we're working on a really awesome technology company in town who's a startup and it's outgrown his, his first building, going oh. into a second. Um, you know, he didn't have to tell me he didn't have a bunch of vision when it came to the interior configuration of a, of a, a building we're looking at buying and him redeveloping. And then he did tell me, I'm like, well, I can see it on your face. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's he's not his jam. Right? That's he's right. Yeah. He, he's got, I can't do what he does. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but the vision piece really helps you get going and in, in, mm-hmm. in, in gaining the traction you need to accomplish a project. And I think stick with it because if you have the vision, you want to see it come about. Mm-hmm. If you don't really have it, if it's right. fuzzy, it's hard to do that. Yeah. I want to hear about Chops. I mean, this is why we're here today. And uh, I want to hear more about your family and Chops Mid-City Smokehouse. But before we do, Ryan, I'd like to pause and reflect back on an interview we did with Ema Hawk in 2018. Ema is well known for his success in the catering and restaurant business, as well as his generosity in our community. And he just celebrated this past weekend 30 years of offering a delicious, complimentary, sit-down Thanksgiving meal to those who may not otherwise have access to such a treat. His interview and many others may be found at discoverlafayette.net or wherever you get your podcast. And I want to thank Facet for making this moment possible. Facet is a career coaching and talent management firm who's helped the employees of hundreds of companies improve performance, find or move into their right position or change careers. FACET can help your organization improve both the analytical and interpersonal sides of your business. Worry less, FACET more. For more information, visit facetgroup.com. And now the moment with Ema Hawk. It's a great community we live in, you know, it's yeah. just, uh, so when I, I went to my first Thanksgiving, it was so incredible. So when I started my restaurant in 93, mom was helping and we just opened, uh, I think it was October 2nd, the first day of business. And we worked hard two, three months to get the restaurant going. And uh, and mom used to cook every Thanksgiving and say, boy, I'm tired. And then I had the idea, I said, mom, uh, you know, why not cook food? Uh, if you can help me cook and we'll serve the people who doesn't mm-hmm. have any place to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be homeless or people in need, elderly, and right. uh, we will feed them. That's how it so started. That's how it started in 93, so it will mm-hmm. be our 26th year. And first year, we probably started with about 150, 160 meals. Which is a lot. Last year, we did about close to 950. Uh-huh. So Yeah, and let uh, me just clarify. I'm sure people know what we're speaking of, but... Every Thanksgiving, you offer. It's every Thanksgiving. Yeah, you offer open, yeah. meals uh, at, at Bailey's. At the restaurant, yeah. We serve right. just like uh, restaurant settings. Also, we arrange transportation to go mm-hmm. pick up people and deliver meals to people who cannot get out there physically handicapped. Mm-hmm. We definitely want them to come and enjoy Welcome back to Discover Lafayette with Ryan Paco. So, Ryan, we were talking about um, early in the interview where we're sitting. We're in a beautiful, older home that yep. you've retrofitted. Right. And I'm just curious about what got you into the restaurant business. Um, why right here? Just 
jump in right you all, feel. All, all the things sure so um being being that i i, I kind of grew up in the restaurant business you know, as i became an adult mm -hmm. it, it was always in, in my blood but as mentioned got a way to do the real estate thing but it, it was always kind of dormant and then after the successes that i, I had in, in real estate the more I traveled, the more I saw, the more I was inspired by other towns mm -hmm. that had really cool things that we didn't have. I know life is really the coolest place in the world. I think some people don't travel enough to, to, to know what else is out there because we got a lot of cool things and hopefully mm -hmm. I can continue to bring them to town and, and hopefully people, will, I inspire them and they go do the next thing. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's the, kind of the point of this thing. Um, but but when I do travel for work by myself or if it's Tracy and I on, on, a, on a husband wife trip or we bring our son or mom with us, we do get off the beaten path. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very much a beer aficionado and you often have to kind of chase some beer that you're looking for because they're not like on the main drag. Mm -hmm. And you run into environments that are that are unique and have character and are and often very neighborhood centric, right? They're not they're not meant for the tourists per se. Um, and I, those are my favorites. Mm -hmm. Talking to the servers, seeing their menus, the feel, the grit, you know, all, all those things. We just didn't have that. We've had a couple close, like St. Street Inn kind of had a conversion to a certain extent. There were a couple things, but it, it wasn't like you saw on some other markets. I mean, uh, I don't want to get too deep in a rabbit hole, but when Austin did it on Rainy Street, you know, it, it was, was inspiring. A little too commercialized now. It became too much of a thing, but, mm -hmm. but those conversions were, were well executed. You know, Memphis has some streets. Jacksonville has some really cool little hubs off their downtown where they, you know, mm -hmm. little, little main streets that have a single screen theater, but a little house that's converted. And so, I mean, you're right, we're, we're in a house. I mean, it's a 2,600-ish square foot house three big oak trees in the front that really hide it from the road. Mm -hmm. a, large, a larger in the back, high ceilings in yeah. here. Um, you know, they had some really cool paint colors. They had some really cool built-in shelves that we tried to retain and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But but this was this was you know a midlife crisis to a certain extent. It was an investment diversification to a certain extent. But it, it was really a self-fulfilling prophecy. It was it was nobody. I didn't see on the horizon anybody building this mm -hmm. in Lafayette, and I wanted this. I wanted to come and have some brisket and some sausage or, or, or a sandwich and have a couple beers at one point in the day and then later, you know, have a couple whiskeys. I mean, we have 30 plus whiskeys in, in, in on, the, on the shelves, which if we don't come back to, those are the old pantry shelves oh that we turned into the office. Um, yeah. Tracy was like, you have to throw those things away. They stink, they've been stacked up. <laughs> the whole construction project said, no. And then one day I was like, man, I guess we need to get to building out the back of the bar. And they had these stack of this awesome wood that has like, green bean stains on them and circles and stuff and they fit and they were perfect and and they're so unique you just you can't buy that kind of wood anymore right. um right. i mean it's, it's it's those little details that that make me proud like the the draft tower that we're looking at i know it kind of went off tangent here but it's all black iron because when we started tearing out rooms we realized you know there was this was pre-PVC piping. All the plumbing was all black iron. So oh, that's from the original? No, that's not from the original, okay. but I had one specifically made to, to match, you know, yeah. kind of pay homage to that, that black yeah. iron that was that was here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I guess there were opportunities over the last 10 years or so to, to, to execute this concept. There, there are three concepts that I, I want to do. Um, executed this one in process of the next one, which we might hint at, but mm -hmm. um, very much thought laugh it would be a cooler place if we had this well i mean like we were talking about we're on south college you know really you could almost walk to the horse farm mm -hmm. if you didn't worry about getting picked off right. you know running across right. south college but you're right you're right by johnston you're in the heart we're, of we're, everything yeah. we're by ul 
you know, um, business complexes. I mean, this is really I mean, a wonderful I, I, location. Got wedding complex. I mean, we, it's we're, such we're, a great we're location. Huge. Tracy and I are huge UL supporters, um, mm -hmm. and, and they've given back to us like tenfold. Like I, I, that's like the one demographic that you can guarantee if, if UL stuff's going on, we're, we're going to get some folks in here. Uh -huh. um, but you know, I guess when I when I tried to execute this a couple of times, it false started. Just something in my gut just didn't feel right. I had a couple sites that I. I, I made offers on and for one reason or another, I was like, I can't mess with real estate up. That's kind of what I do for a yeah, living, right? right? So one of, my, one of my colleagues at the office came in one, one morning and said, hey man, you see that sign on that white house? I'm like, I've driven by it, I don't know. I came, looked at it, peered through the windows. Got the key the next morning. I walked through. I was like, nope, this is it. it and like the parking lot, everything, like the yard was It was, all... was kind of like that. Uh -huh. I, you know, I had to go through some variants. They had to get four different variances to actually execute the redevelopment the way you see it now. But this is a big lot. It was just one lot for sale with the house. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, and so, it's easy to get in now. I mean, now that you've done all that. Right. But... And, and, you know, there was some fear from the neighbors. We'd overflow into the streets. We're already narrow on the sides or anything else. But, mm -hmm. you know, and that happened initially. And it'll happen from time to time. There's a big group that comes or whatever. But but um, no, I mean it was it was it was very much. I wanted to make life a little bit cooler. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if 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 this was what I had to do to put our mom through school, it, it'd be a different deal. But this mm -hmm. is to make you know a spot for my, my staff to create a culture and, and, and an environment, and, and I'm super proud of of, of of that side of it. I really am. Um, and you're a survivor, so this was in 2020. Oof. Did yeah. you buy the lot? You bought so the land? So I'm actually just leasing it. You're leasing? I, yeah, okay. I'm leasing. And I, I, I had a little speaking engagement, I think the, the third or fourth Thanksgiving, where I was telling, is it at um, the Opportunity Machine, it was, yep. it was a, a business entrepreneur class, folks trying to get into it, and, and I said, don't let you know the American dream where you have to buy your thing, be your thing. I said, People are freaked out that I'm, I'm leasing a spot because I'm a real estate guy. And you know you have to buy. And no, you, you measure risk reward. You know that that mm -hmm. that, that that balance. And, and the the success rate of restaurants that are mom and pops not great, right? And, and I didn't want to go do something that if it failed, then I got to go live in a cardboard box. Like that wasn't mm -hmm. uh, my family's first and foremost priority. Um, and so. I felt, and not that it was for sale per se, but I still felt that leasing with a right to purchase and develop a relationship with the landlord and he had the adjacent property. Like I felt like there was more value yeah. there to kind of go that route. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it was for a lease and then I had negotiated because that's what I do for a living, some access to the parking next next mm -hmm. door. And then um, you mentioned Paul's and Pawpaws in the opening deal. That's our, our, uh, on Robley behind Lowe's is kind of the flagship location for Tracy. Uh -huh. um, and But she realized that she was probably leaving some clientele in, in, in the mid-city part of yeah. Lafayette. So she's um, on the table, so down. she's two doors down. Then I, I cut a hole in the fence, right? So on our, our Fridays, Saturday, Sunday, my staff will park behind her business to open up more parking mm -hmm. for the customer to be convenient here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So tell us about the concept. What is Chops all about? So it's it's a it's a it's called Chops Mint City Smokehouse. We we like smoking as much as we can smoke. We smoke a couple of our cocktails. Um, <laughs> You know, some of them right in front of you, depending upon kind of what it is or whatever. But it's a barbecue restaurant. You know, that was another thing, man. As soon as they got kind of got out that I was doing a barbecue restaurant, oh, barbecue doesn't work in Lafayette. Everybody does it themselves. Look at the success rate. I, I'm not going to go say why people failed or, 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 mm -hmm. or whatnot, but uh, I just didn't believe it had been executed right. Like, I mean, like, we've got a couple of shops in town. You know, the most traditional shop is, is Blanchard's on Pin Oak, and, and Matt does a, just a bang-up job. But he didn't have the bar component. And I think the bar component is, it was, was critical to me. He didn't have the outdoor seating. 
you don't have a dog menu. I mean, we have a, we have a, a menu for your dog. We have I think four or five dog treats. We have four or five dog beers um, that are kind of broth based beers, yeah. and, and people love them and they buy them. And like so so while Matt does the barbecue great, and, and I think we do do the barbecue great as well. Um, it was the whole concept that I thought was important, and I didn't want to be uh, clearly. I do work at Ambassador Caffrey and, and Kali Saloon. I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be. In the in the heart of town, you know, where there's just kind of the, the blue blood money, right? Where this legacy environment, and, and they didn't have much to call their own. Um, and I, I thought it was important to kind of give that in a different environment, in a unique environment, where somebody could have maybe one more whiskey than they're supposed to, and take the back home road home to West Bayou. You know, it's it, 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 you probably shouldn't say that, they right? Uber and it, just it's, it's right. Yeah, like, steps, yeah. We have we have a lot of bike riders, especially in the spring. We have a lot of walkers mm-hmm. that come, and the sidewalk projects done in front. You know, I think that's going to also open us opportunities. But, you know, the quality of the food, like, we're, we're scratch. Like, we don't have a freezer. We don't have a fry. We don't have a microwave. And everybody's like, no freezer. I'm like, just, we bring it in fresh. And we cook it fresh. And, and is that the most sound restaurant business decision? Probably not. Um, there's a lot of cheaper ways. We have a greater, mm-hmm. you know, uh, margin on, on your, your cost of goods than the way we do it. And it's taken me a minute to be okay with living in a in a place of quality. Like, but mm-hmm. when people come in here, you go look at our reviews. It it, it they kind of stand for themselves. Like we we're not we're not cheating any aspect of this. And so all of that was important to me. Like the the ambiance, the decor. I I love when I have an opportunity to sit here as a customer at the corner of the bar, mm-hmm. and somebody's not sure exactly where to park. They don't. They come in the front door, or the back door. You know, there's signs right, and they turn the corner. They're like, oh, yeah, there's a full bar in this house that. Was it here? Was it not? Like, we, we tried to match materials that were kind of period-specific mm-hmm. when, when this house was constructed, and, and it fools a lot of people. But it's not really meant to, to fool you like Disneyland is. It, it's very much to pay homage to what was here and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and really celebrate an old house that has bones that were this great. What do you think this was? We're sitting in the bars he's talking about, and, and we're in a booth. There's a couple of booths. There's some high tables. I mean, what do you think? What was this So before? So... It, it's hard to see on the podcast, but there was a wall here. This was okay. part of the living room. So we built this bookcase to match kind of the bookcase that was already built in to kind of have... So some, the front door yeah, was there. front door was yeah. there. Um, there was a bedroom in the far corner, mm-hmm. and then you had your living room and kind of the breakfast room in the back. This was the master bedroom. Oh. Yeah, so you had the master bath was about where the whiskey bottles are. So you had your plumbing right. in place. Yeah. Well, it was, we had to scrap it all. <laughs> like the light that's above the beer tower, that was the original light that was in the master bathroom. Around the corner, I point when we, when we walk up, there was a, a you know the baby blue space heater. Like mm-hmm. it's, I put it back in the wall. Like you can't. You all remember going to your grandma's oh, house yeah. and that space heater. Like don't touch the space right. heater, you know. Right. Don't sit on that. But it was, it was important. So that was that was the master bath, and they had the, the main bath here. That was a bedroom. This was a bedroom, and so it just we had to create some new hallways to to move people around, yeah. um, as well as you know for code issues. But we we really tried to touch as little as possible mm-hmm. um and, and and we did that but yeah these this this was the master bedroom it was and it was a big bedroom for for that time it's such a fun place um do people come here for romantic meals or is it more like we're gonna have fun you know everything is that um, the same do you have to not be romantic if you're having fun no yeah. right, hopefully you can do both of them. Like, <laughs> I mean, you have the right partner if you can do both yeah. of those um no we, we, we certainly get dates we get mm-hmm. a lot of families mm-hmm. we get a lot of dogs 
You do? Oh, oh absolutely. We did they get along? Did the dogs get along? I, we've never had a, a dog issue. You haven't? I'm knocking on the, the, the yeah. butcher block table now. But I'm no. not going to bring Katie. Some of my past guests know Katie, my dog, and... No, she's just not sociable. Well, you know? it, I'll, I'll bring Tracy. Tracy, if you bring Kay, Katie, because Tracy can calm any dog. She's really? a dog whisperer. It's the, it's the wildest thing. She, well, she's get, she gets dog parents upset with her because she just yeah. changes their demeanor, and they want to go home with yeah. uh, Tracy, yeah. Yeah. huh? Uh, but like the, the lounge is is important. Like we really didn't have like a, a lounge where you can go and sit in there and, and like I'll put our cocktail program up against top five in in, in town. Like I, I brought over. Nathan Walker to uh, build the program and he since got poached from us by the Eliza Jane in New Orleans to be their director of, of food and beverage programming like he's he's a superstar um, he, and he's just a, a world-renowned I say world renowned. he's he's a big big-time designer like red carpet stuff but I mean he, he can design a, a dress just like he can design a cocktail and he made a really great bar program for us that I'm, I'm super proud of as much as the what comes out of our smokers um, mm -hmm. But it, it, it's it's about this is about it creating an environment like that. That's yeah. part of the, the chops story. The other side's the food. I mean, you know, the uh, we, we've got a couple large Southern Pride smokers that that uh, we, mm -hmm. we load one with mesquite, and the other with hickory or sorry pecan, mesquite pecan, depending upon what the time of cooks and whatnot. And like I said, it, it's all scratch, so we, we get it in, we trim it, and, and uh -huh. you know, the, our briskets and butter are sixteen hours overnight. Um, so when we run out, we're out. Like there's no no coming back, and that's probably the only complaint we kind of get. Like we came in and we didn't get your brisket. I'm like, yeah. We, we, if we have a busy day and it sells, I just I can't. Right. I, I can't put it in the nuker. And it's nothing to do. Um, right. Did then, you? Yeah. Were you a? Uh, are you a chef? No, no, hell no. Um, you, know, you hire guys. Yeah, uh -huh. How about cook brisket? Sure. How about cook uh -huh. butts and ribs and salt? But you wouldn't sure. open a restaurant. To, to do, yeah. to do <laughs> nine briskets exactly the same every day for mm -hmm. 300 days. Like that's 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 a talent. So you yeah. like people hire me because I'm really good at what I do. I hire those guys who uh -huh. are really good at what they do. Happily pay them. Who designed the menu? Did you know what you wanted to serve? I did. Um, you know, I, I took. I'm a big note taker. A lot of what you see here is clearly unique because of the environment that it's in but a lot of the concepts i saw a little bit here a little bit there or whatever else and you and you you draw those together but same thing with the food menu i i, I like barbecue i, I like that mm -hmm. environment and so i i see things that were really cool um like the whole hog there, there's a place in, in jacksonville that 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 was the way they called it on their menu or something very similar. I was like, that that made sense to me where yeah. you get a little little bit of everything, right? You're not sure. Um, a lot of first timers, that's what they get. They just they just want a little bit of everything. Um, but I, I kind of knew what the staples were, but I'm, I'm also pretty good at knowing what I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and when I don't know, I just, uh, we talk about it. I mean, one of the, the best examples is my chef, was was uh, felt strongly that we should have a, a Cuban sandwich as as part of our menu. And I I didn't agree. I just Cuban and barbecue. I, I just I, the correlation wasn't there. But once we kind of got a little mature, we started doing a little weekly specials, uh -huh. um, just lunchtime only, drive a little traffic and test things out. And the Cuban just blew up, and it blew uh -huh. up. So now I, I raised my hand. I was wrong. Reprint the menus. Put the Cuban on it. It's one of our best sellers. I mean, people rave about the Cuban. Like it, it is a huge thing. Um, you know, the, our bacon burn-ins are the other huge thing. Oh, gosh. Thing. That sounds um, delicious. We, we got bored when we were doing all the test cooks of the brisket, mm -hmm. so we just put other stuff in there and see what happens. So we butchered up some some pork belly and, and used our, our homemade rub, but added a little brown sugar to that one. It sort of mm -hmm. caramelizes down, and we do a little sweet chili glaze on the side. Is that an appetizer? It is. But sometimes people come in, order one, and order another one. And, mm -hmm. and that, that award right there, actually, the, the 
because we opened during COVID and in the height of it, there wasn't gathering or whatever. So we're starting to kind of get into things where you can do competitions. We just came out second on a, on a cocktail competition at the Rainbow event at Blackham a couple Saturdays ago. But and that was the we, people's choice at Bacon Burn-Ins at, um, gosh, it was one of the ones that it was not, it was Taste of Lafayette. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it was, you know, eat Lafayette. Yeah, yeah. Eat Lafayette deal. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So it, it's our sponsor, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For today. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we, we've done a couple and we, yeah. we, we've done well. So we're, we're proud of those moments. Yeah. And really, you know, it, the best part is, is I take things in stride. I'm, I'm not a huge up or down guy. I, I very much kind of mm-hmm. live in the middle. But when I can bring that little award back to the people, my, my, yeah. my, my two cooks who prepped the food that day and cooked it, they were on cloud nine. That made me mm-hmm. proud as hell. It really you did. Know, I'm thinking about how you were traveling, you know, you always have traveled and then you wanted to bring that concept here. You know, like if you go to Austin or something, that is what people say, go get the, you can't Mm -hmm. go without having barbecue, you know, and to bring this concept here, it's just exciting where there's so many locally owned restaurants, but yet yours does stand out, you know, and and, and because the cuisine, everybody said you couldn't do it. I mean, one of my biggest boosts of confidence, I remember I was going to hear, one, one day when we were all supposed to be in lockdown and I was hanging some of the... Um, <laughs> Air quotes. Yeah, right? right? I mean, I, I, I had to put my real estate computer, mm-hmm. I turned it off for six months and, mm-hmm. and put my work belt on and taught Armand how to use a nail gun and we built the place out, you know, we mm-hmm. did. But I was hanging some of those tiny grooves ceiling boards above the bar yeah. and uh, Charlie Goodson, when Charlie G's kind of walking mm-hmm. around the corner and uh, he didn't want to interrupt me, but he just wanted to come check it out and, and congratulate me and I give me a boost of confidence. And he said, like, a hundred people are going to tell you barbecue doesn't work. They haven't done it right yet. You can do it. I, I, I got the chills saying it. He's like, the best. He's the best. He's like the godfather of, of restaurant tours here and, yeah. and he makes a point to stop in and give me a pat on the back. He started Eat Lafayette yeah. with, you I didn't know, know that. yeah, with LCVC. He was the first. And, you know, when they did Judge Roy Beans, he and some other partners way back in the 70s, they lived in the, the building and and did the construction, the bar. In the back, he lived there and worked on it. Well, and so he if you knew. ask Tracy, she'd say I lived here too. I mean, Well, you was, probably did. Was, you know, some nights, why, yeah. why go home when you're going to be up? Yeah. But um, that, I love that about our town, though. The other restaurateurs, y- y'all support each other. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's there, wonderful. There, there's, there's been very little dissension. I, I've seen some fractures in some relationships I had because they, they view it as competitor or whatever, but that, that's as a whole, it's been the total opposite. I mean, just mm-hmm. total reach out if you need anything. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and I consulted um, Gus Rosende and John Peterson of Social Entertainment because, again, I knew what I didn't know, right? Like, I knew I had the vision to do these things in here. I never built an employee handbook. I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Could I have done that? Sure, but it, the amount of time it would have taken me to figure that out. So I hired those guys as some consultants in very specific areas that I knew I didn't understand, mm-hmm. and and they very much helped me get get this thing going. Right. Um, it, at least I probably would have got there. The time frame would have been grossly different. Right. Is there a um, a favorite on the menu that a lot of people come in wanting besides the you know brisket or something? Um, what do people come people in for? People have their things, man. I, mm. I can tell you, um, our smoked turkey is mm. pretty phenomenal. Um, and, and it's actually the only protein that we test cook, got it right on the first time, and have never touched it since then. Um, and people who like it crave Like One of my best friends came with his pregnant wife the other day, and we were out, and she almost blew a gasket in the sweetest way, Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but 
it, it's a thing. And now we, we sell the whole lobes for, for Thanksgiving. I mean, we got three or four shout outs on Facebook about, oh my God, best decision ever made. Why haven't we done this? I, mean, so, but I thought it was you, Monty yeah. Warren's wife, tell me that they were ordering um, yeah. turkey yeah. from Chops. I said, I think that's Ryan yeah. Paco. Yeah. And she goes, I don't think yeah. so. Ma- He's yeah, a realtor. Ma- Ma- Monty's here a lot. I said, no, I think that's that's Ryan. I carry Budweiser just for Monty, yeah. actually. Oh, um, I love him. But yeah. um, So the, the, the turkey's kind of a, a well-hidden uh-huh. secret. But I, I think some of my favorites are the light stuff. Like I, a lot of people think, oh, man, it's barbecue. You're going to go to get a three-meat plate. and you know. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, I, we, our smoked hummus, we smoke our chickpeas, and then we, we make hummus oh. the traditional way with that. Um, you know, our... our Tracy often gets our quesadillas either with our smoked mm. shrimp or the smoked turkey in them. And people are like, oh man, these are better than most Mexican restaurants' quesadillas. I, I'm, they're right. Like they're, they're, again, everything is scratch, everything is fresh. Mm. Uh, I love our salads. A lot of times on a Wednesday for lunch, I'll come in here, I'll get our wedge with our uh, honey lime vinaigrette and, and diced turkey on it, or you get the chicken on it. And it, it's a fulfilling light. But it, so it, or just something like, you know what? I want a two meat plate with brisket, and we get our, all our sausages from New News. So we oh, like okay. supporting normal. So every every Tuesday, we go and buy a shopping cart uh-huh. full of, of sausage from New News that we smoke here, um, specifically for them. Uh-huh. And we proudly have their name on our menu because they're the real deal, and, and we like being associated with them. Wow. When are you open? We're open uh, Wednesdays through Sundays. Okay. Uh, 11 o'clock every day, except on Sunday at 10.30. We have a brunch from 10.30 to 3, I think is our cutoff time on the brunch. We, our full menu is available. We have some, our brisket burrito is out of control. <laughs> um, and then we close at 9 o'clock, I think Wednesday, Thursday. Uh-huh. Bar, actually, the, the, the kitchen closes at 9 o'clock every day. The bar stays open a little bit later on, on the Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday. So if somebody walks in at 8.55, that's not a good thing, huh? Man. Like, my, what do you think when people do that? I think we're still open. Okay. Um, Have a seat. My staff doesn't feel the same way, <laughs> uh, especially especially my back of the house staff. Um, Before my daughter was like, you know, hostess for Charlie Goodson, Charlie yeah. G's, I never really thought about it. It's Look, just like, mom. And when, when I was busting tables or waiting tables or bartending back in the day as well, I, I hated that. So, you know, a lot of times you're ready to go out and go do whatever you're going to do. And people um, think, oh, I made it in time. Right. You know? and, right. And look, and I, I honestly think the consumer, as, as crazy as consumers are nowadays, they're probably more conscious of that than ever I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but you know, I, I'm not going to say the customer is always right because they're just unfortunately not. Um, but, but we're going to try to make them as comfortable as they can be, right? And, and, and I think the staff knows, like, our, 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 our culture is important. I mentioned one reason I was Sterling, you know, 20 plus years ago was I, I felt their culture had a thing and mm-hmm. I realized it's a real thing. Yeah. And a lot of that rubbed off on me. And we, we have our core values and if, if we have kind of our family members, as they call themselves a little family, uh, you know, Mark's the dad and they have a bunch of, bunch of babies. Um, if they don't fit in the culture, we, we, we usually part ways. Um, and we've had a few, some of my proudest moments is we've had some back of house folks in the height of the pandemic when some of the national guys were just overpaying people's. Uh, and I say overpaying lightly because I think everybody's got a, a good value, but when they're paying substantially more than what the rest of us are all paying or can afford to pay, mm-hmm. um, I had some folks leave. Um, and then they came back. And they're like, I'd rather work here for a little bit less in this environment, in this culture, in this team than over there. That's a huge moment. Yeah. Especially when, when talent was hard to come by. Mm-hmm. That was that was a that was that's happened multiple times. And it's it's very proud. You've had the good fortune to have a successful career where you made relationships outside of your restaurant and then you were able to call on those people for help Mm -hmm. if you were going to give advice to somebody that's looking to open up their own restaurant if they've always 
like you, maybe had a dream. You know, do you have any advice uh, for someone maybe that had been in real estate and didn't have all these contacts, but they really wanted to open a restaurant? What, what would you say? Do, do the homework you think you should do, and then do a little bit more, and then, then go ask questions. Like, it, it's okay. I've had some people reach out on social media. Hey, I want to do this thing. Somebody said that you'd be a good guy to talk mm. to. Happy to help. For, for nothing. Like, I, you know, I, I want to see the world a better place. And I think a lot of humans do. Um, unfortunately, the ones who make the world worse get the most attention sometimes. Um, Especially just, lately. Right? I mean, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's sad. Um, but we'll just keep doing things behind the scenes. But it, it, I think ask questions. Like, put a list together of what you know and what you don't know. And go get help for what you don't know. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes the help is free. Sometimes the help is going to cost you. But... If you don't spend the money on that help, it's going to cost you much more in the yeah, long run, right? Like it, it's 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 okay, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and go go find the people, and, and you may not know the people, but you're going to have to go borrow some money, probably. So go go ask your banker. Do they know somebody who's in this realm, right? Mm -hmm. Just don't be too proud. Ask questions. You have another project that you're working on. Yeah, probably more than one. But yeah. I wanted you to talk about adopted dog brewing. Okay. Is that still on track? Are you looking at opening up? soon yeah it's on track yes ma'am okay it is. it's over um, by slcc at is. 329 dollars yeah, yeah, and so do we have a brewery that's open in lafayette there, there's yet? no brewery in the city oh. of lafayette the closest brewery is parish brewing in broussard just on the other side of kind of the city line to be honest with you mm -hmm. um so i won't be the first there was cajun brewing open for a, a period of time um earlier in the oos but I will now be the only um, here in short order, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what's that concept? Um, Adopted dog. Exhausting. Y'all like dogs, right? We, yeah. <laughs> and actually, the full name is Chops Adopted Dog Brewing. He's adopted? She is, yeah. She. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. I knew that she was and, female. And, and yeah. our other dog, Paws, he, mm -hmm. he's adopted. So we have girl dog, boy dog. They're both adopted. Tracy is a big believer in adoption. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, furthermore, our son's adopted as well. So we've got an adopted human and then two adopted dogs. So we're, we're, we're okay with the adoption thing. Yeah. Um, but I no, the, 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 brewing, the brewery is, is very much a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's very much... Lafayette should have five. You know, I've go to towns half the size of ours, half as dynamic mm -hmm. as ours, and they have substantially more breweries. It's, it's, and I'm, I'm not going to get into all the whys that's happened. I've, I've discovered some myself, and I, and I think when I'm done, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put together a little notebook on, on that and, and let somebody grade my paper in the city and let them realize where we can do better. Because you know, just like here... I'm hoping that the mid-city is a catalyst for some other cool things to happen on this South College corridor. And, and Adopted Dog Brewing's not that far. It's separated no, by it's a couple right of, down yeah, the street. Yeah, it's you separate with two arterials, Congress. Congress and Johnston, right? Um, but we need five breweries in Lafayette, not, not one that will open hopefully mid-January. Um, I'm just thinking with all the tourists that come in for our festivals and all, to I mean, like, have this is so going to be wonderful. I've been to 113 breweries. Oh. I've seen them from nano to macro and everything in between, uh, distribution-based, pub-based, whatever. Um, and again, taking a lot of notes, both tasting and, and ambiance. Um, and so I've, I've kind of culled together the best of all those pieces, and, and we're, we're smelling the end. We're uh -huh. getting close. Um, so will it be 2022, or you think next no, year? It's going to be probably early, early mid-January. Mm -hmm. um, I ordered my vessels... Um, 
the Miami Brew House in January of last year. They were supposed to come in August and then October, then November. Yeah. I received them the week of Thanksgiving, so last week. Supply chain issues. Well, they lost my train car too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's okay. They found it. Yeah. And we have it. So now we're, now we're in self-help mode. We're in self-help yeah. mode. Um, uh -huh. Hired my kitchen manager last week. His first day was actually today. My brewmaster has been on um, since, I think, maybe July or so. Um, and, but, I, you know, just chasing beer when I travel, uh, mm -hmm. you, know, you end up talking a lot to the bartenders. Like, oh, I get the brewmaster. You know a lot about beer. And we talk. Like, do you brew? I'm like, no, I don't want that to be like, people hire me because I'm good. I'm coming to, I found your brewery on purpose. I traveled out of my way. Cause your stuff's good, right? That's in why I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of back in the day, you kind of. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't even drink the same beer twice in a row. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just such an exploratory guy when it comes to food and beer and stuff. Um, so everybody's like, hey, "Did you brew?" I'm like, "No, I hired a brewmaster who does it professionally. Mm -hmm. Like, that's his job. He's a scientist. And there's a, there's a lot of art, but there's a lot of science, and I don't want to know that science. I'm learning it, and it's cool and it's intriguing, and I'll be able to talk to you about it next time we, we, sure. we connect. But am I going to be able to tell you why the hydrometer floated at this level and the pH balance is that? No, I'm not. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you, I figured out how to build an RODI system to filter our water down to just like God made it with H2O only. Um, so and, your brewmaster came up with something that you enjoy the way that it tastes. Were yes. you, the, you were the taste so, master. So well, we, we, we just tasted our first beer uh, Friday. Oh, right, before, right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, we, we we have a little pilot system that uh -huh. more of us are our test batches, and we're gonna do our boutique stuff in it. Like I, I can certainly see next summer, we get some watermelons, smoke them at the restaurant, <laughs> bring them over and do a smoked watermelon wheat in a small batch and see if it mm -hmm. takes or not. And if it wow. does, great. And if, and if not, yeah. it's a small batch. It'll be good. I bet it will. I bet it's gonna okay. be good. So people will go there and try the beer. Several yep. different kinds. Do they also eat there? Yeah, full okay. kitchen. What full kind kitchen. of food is that going to so offer? American pub food. Um, so like different than this, more well, like sandwiches. Like, oh man, you're going to bring the bacon burn-ins over to the brewery? I'm like, absolutely not. If you want the bacon burn-ins, they're at Mid-City. You have a great cocktail program? Well, we'll have some cocktails. A great program? No. Drive two miles to mm -hmm. Mid-City. Like, we got a cocktail program here. I, this is my first barn. I, I love, I love Mid-City the most. Um, I'm very proud of Adopt the Dog, and it's been extremely hard. Now, I wasn't looking to do that project. Um, I was looking for real estate, as a matter of fact, and ended up going down that road on a Saturday morning when I had a little mm -hmm. time. That was the um, coffee shop. Cafe before. 329. Yeah. yeah coffee shop. Yeah. I didn't know it existed. I didn't know that road existed. I had no idea. And I'm pretty good about knowing everything in town real estate wise. But I was looking for something that was off my search engine kind of radar. Mm -hmm. Ran across this building. What the heck is this thing? I peer in. I'm like, man, I need this thing. Like, I need a hole in my head. But like, this is my brewery. I go and tell Trace. She goes, absolutely not. I'm like, this is the building. She goes, no. And then I remember the first morning where she saw me load my tool up in the truck and she had a tear. And she's like, you're kidding me. I'm like, oh, no. no. Yeah, um, I'm not kidding. No, and and so we're doing it. Did you have to retrofit it a lot, uh, the space? Not as much as the restaurant. I mean, this was mm -hmm. a house. Yeah, it, it, it was. So that's why I naively thought well, this will be much easier. Yeah, it, it's been a it's restaurant. It's yeah. going through that that yeah. ADA stuff, the mm -hmm. fire marshal stuff. It's checked all those boxes. There yeah. was some equipment in there. There's a hood chase. Like, this is going to be easy. I grossly misinterpreted the the beer side, the science side, the infrastructure side, mm -hmm. the glycol chillers, the drains, the pre-treatment. The it is it has been daunting. I mean, mm -hmm. and and my brewmaster, great dude, and and knows what he's doing on, on the on the beer side, and he's been around a lot of these systems. And I think I, I kind of naively thought because he's been around and he can yeah. build them. But it, you know, 
a lot of it, hey, he knew he could tell me what we needed, but mm -hmm. I had to go figure out how to execute and, yeah. and build a, a water filtration system that gets your water from, to, to strips it from every single thing because water is the biggest ingredient in beer. Mm -hmm. And so it's got to be pure and exact and perfect every time. Otherwise, your beer profiles are going to be different between each batch. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gosh. Well, congratulations, Thanks. though, on going for that. Yeah. So you have Chops Mid-City. Yeah. You've got Paws and Pawpaws. Yeah. You've yeah. got the brewery coming up. Yeah. Is there another... Is there some other restaurant on the horizon, or is that just it was at the? I have to get a new wife before okay. that happens, probably. Okay. Um, okay. I, I do have a third concept, concept. out there, but it, it, it's it's got to be way way. Then we'll way talk off. about right. that when yeah, you're let's, ready. Let's then. not do that one. Um, yeah. But I mean, it, it's and, and I'm also working with a group of guys um, to help redevelop the, the Don's, Don's downtown. Yeah, I meant to bring that yeah. up. Yeah, that that's going to be exciting. Yeah, it, it, it's been hard too. I mean, we uh, we we bought that. And that was one of the spots where Don's, yeah, Don, yeah, downtown Don's. You know, Mr. Rocky, I, mm -hmm. when, when COVID shut everybody down, like that was kind of the, the end. And, yeah. and it was hard for Lafayette. I think a lot of people wish they could have gone one last time. You know, that, yeah. it, it's just so memorable for so many people. And there's so much legacy there. And we're honoring that with the name of the project and whatnot. Um, and, and, and it's one of those things from a real estate standpoint, I always go and before I go chase a car, I know what I want to do with the car. That one, I, I didn't. Like it was, we didn't have time. We didn't know what to do. It's just a great piece of real mm -hmm. estate. One block off of Jefferson. My favorite spots are one block off the main street. Like Mid City's one block off the main street. Yeah. Adopted Dogs, one block off of Bird Train, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. all a block off. I think mm -hmm. there's something special when you can you can do that. So, you know, we, it's been a hard project. We, we've had a couple spots where we, we put our eggs in a basket and the basket was 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 watertight and then it, it didn't. And then we did it again. So maybe foolish for us to think twice that we could kind of do this. But we, we've got some good trajectory now. Um, and I'm hoping by the end of the year, we'll be able to announce a couple of the tenants we're working with. It'll kind of be the catalyst. But, you know, there's, there's going to be, we're going to probably keep about, a third to a half of the oldest part of the structure. Some of the other structures are actually kind of falling down. It was scabbed on. And then we're going to go vertical on some of the parking lots. So we'd love to see ultimately some some residential that goes vertical. Oh, it's mixed use. Yeah. Okay. We, 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 we're, if we can execute that well, we can have a little rooftop bar on top of that. Oh. We have a little courtyard. We're going to re reposition the building where it kind of faces Park San Susi, which is mm -hmm. a great city asset. Mm -hmm. And we want, to, we want to embrace that. Uh, but we kind of have interests all around it. So I, I, it's supposed to be a dynamic project and really, you know, be the next thing for downtown. And hopefully somebody comes in and says, well, if y'all did that, we can do this better. And we kind of grow, yeah. grow as a community. Um, so downtown has yeah. really got some good things going it does. on. It does. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, it's important to have these conversations to, to really focus on what is positive because so often you get caught up in, in the right. bad stuff, you know? Well, I want to mention, um, you're talking about all these real estate projects in your own. You're very active with One Acadiana. You're on the board, but you're also the Urban Revitalization Committee co-chair right. with Carly yeah. on the bar. So you've really been putting, you know, your time yeah. where your mouth is. Right. I know it may not cost you a lot of money, but you spend a lot of time it does. looking at best practices for our community. I want to thank you for that. I appreciate it. I, when I got on 1A, I spent, I actually chaired the Transportation Infrastructure Committee mm -hmm. with uh, Finstamaker. And um, and that was when I was really honed in on on the retail stuff. Like, if you can't get people in and out of your shopping center, in and out of your town, then you're dead. Mm -hmm. And then when I realized I was kind of pivoting, even before I, I did this real pivot at Mid-City, I, uh, I kind of got all jumped on, changed committees, and, and kind of got in, in, into that dirty mm -hmm. work and, and enjoyed it. And I, I appreciate the acknowledgement. Um, yeah. I, outside of work 
And then the Raging Cajun Athletic Foundation, <laughs> which which I spend probably more time. Then it's probably one A, but yeah, you know, you, you got your passion projects, and you, you give as much as you can. So you you do sleep at night. Not <laughs> as much as I'd like to right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Once once the brewery opens, I, I think I'll kind of get back on a, a normal pattern. But right now, it's far from normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get a lot done when nobody else is awake at the house. I bet, but still, take care of yourself. Thanks. You've yeah. got a long yeah. career in front yeah. of you. Is there anything you thought I would ask you that I didn't? Anything you wanted to share? No, I think, I mean... I, I love this conversation. Yeah. Thank you. No, we, we, we touched on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for making time. I know you're busy. We're here on a Monday, and it's probably one day that you've got some downtime just to do personal things. So I want to I wanna thank you. You're welcome. For doing no, this. No, I'm glad you had me. Yeah, and I want to thank our listeners. Thank you for your loyal support of Discover Lafayette. Ryan's interview, I, I don't have the exact count today, but we're almost at 300 wow. interviews. Yeah, I started this um, April 2017, so it's... It's so enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I read the Advocate. Um, yeah, they, they ev- promote ev- on, my work. On the deal. It's, it, it's yeah. you know, almost like once a week. You see it is. Every, I've yeah. released these on Fridays, and they will promote it on Mondays. And it's been a godsend for me. Okay. But they want to see people know about the good things in Lafayette, too. Right. And, and you're one of those. I think, I think it's important. Like, if, we, if everybody shares the good things. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I started this. Yeah. I, I didn't want to be harping on the negative. It's right. the positive. So thank you for listening. And we couldn't do this without support. And first of all, I do want to thank Eat Lafayette and Lafayette Travel for sponsoring today's show. Ben thought it was very important that we highlight not only as, you know, like the Hearst were our first interview, they've been in business 90 years, but he also wanted us to highlight young and upcoming entrepreneurs like yeah, you, his, Ryan. His organization has been, been really good for our exposure. Oh, you know, yeah. we, we, we jumped on that early. And I, the one thing I don't understand in business is how you measure marketing. It's, it's, it's a complicated thing. And there's people that are smarter that can do that. But being associated with, with, with that has, has been important. We've done mm-hmm. their off sites, you know, they, they promote us on social, but it, it's, 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 being invited to do something like this that's a more intimate kind of door into what we do like that really moves a needle and and those guys do some good stuff for our community good good i also want to thank our ongoing sponsors we couldn't do our show without the generous support of home bank lafayette surgical specialty hospital facet group and raider and in particular jason sakura who mixes our tape and makes it sound much more professional than i ever could On behalf of Discover Lafayette, thank you for listening. This is Jan Swift.